What is up? Welcome back to the Culture and Cannabis Podcast. I am one of your hosts, full-time Tony, here with my guy, JC Coates. JC, what's going on, brother? What is up, man? I haven't seen you since Friends. last week, right? The yeah. last the last time we were here at the podcast. No, we had a pop-up. Oh, oh, we had a pop-up in between. Uh, was, it, was it on Saturday or was it on Friday? Maybe. I can't remember, but I just, you know, I miss you, buddy. I, mean, I feel like I haven't seen you in for... For many days, man. Yeah, we've been, we've been, days, we've been man. grinding, bro. We've, we've been grinding. We've, we've been, we've been grinding. I, I, we've talked on the phone though, well, yeah, a couple times. You know, a little bit. But, you know, listen, I'm, I'm happy to see you. How's, I'm how's full time Tony? Full time Tony's doing great, dude. Yeah. We're just out here rocking and rolling. Fucking pumped to be at the Culture and Cannabis Studio for another beautiful podcast. Mm. It's with a, one with the one, one only JC Coates. I'm, it's hot as it's, fuck outside. I mean, though. can we talk about it just for a second, right? Fuck, like, dude. It's been hurting my soul a little bit, honestly. I, it, it's, it's not like we're just like, you know, talking about the weather or whatever. We're talking about like Las Vegas fucking summer is here in a major way. Like it's, it melts the plastic on your car and shit. It, it's miserable. Miserable outside. Back sweat and everything. Yeah, back right? yeah, oh my god. I mean, listen, I'm only wear jeans and it's not good. It's not a good good time for me. But listen, yeah. we do it for the we do it for the gram. <laughs> do it for the gram. We're doing it for, for the, the gram. gram. But listen, dude, we got a fucking super dope guest today. Who we got? Yeah, so so we got uh, a little little background here. The 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 networking master, uh, the, the 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 clubhouse ninja. Shout out strategic Scott. Uh, clubhouse. On, on the clubhouse has hooked us up with with a, with a great guest today, um, and I'm going to introduce him here in just a second. But um, you know, Scott does some incredible things with incredible people. He sends us referrals. And, and this was a, a, a hemp farmer in New Mexico. He sent us a, a box of uh, hemp. It's grown by this, this nice. young man. We're going to bring him on to Family cool Reserve box. Farms. John Sediros is in the building today. John, where are you at? Rick, can we bring? Oh, there he is! There, there he is. is! There he is! What's up, John? John, how are yeah, you, sir? Yeah. Welcome to I'm the oh, welcome day. to the podcast. Tell everybody who you are, what you got going on. Sure. Uh, so my name is John Cedillo. I'm the founder of Family Hemp Brands, based out of Santa Fe, New Mexico, and we are uh, uh, basically a craft scale, seed to sale, vertically integrated hemp company. So we we keep it small, but we you know, sort of have bigger things in play, I guess you could say, in terms of how we, how we work our products. Nice. So, so, okay. So let's talk about the actual operation. So you're in what, what, what part of the country are you you're in New Mexico, correct? Yeah, we're, we're in the, the high desert in New Mexico. Often people think of New Mexico is kind of just the desert, but what mm -hmm. they, what they forget is, you know, we're, we're 7,200 feet above sea level. So we are indeed the high desert. And so, um, and so that creates like some special kind of nuances for growing hemp. Am, am I right there? Or man, it, doesn't it? Yeah. So let's talk well, about for that. For cannabis in particular, I mean, I'm a hemp farmer because I'm not currently a cannabis farmer. But yeah, you know, the, of course, cannabis is cannabis, whether it's, you know, type one, type three, whatever. Um, yeah. So we kind of have what we call the specific collection of conditions. You know, we've got altitude uh, we've got mineralized soils we have uh, a delta in, in day and nighttime temperature during the flowering period of of our growth that's just phenomenal you could have you were just talking about how hot it is like we could have a 95 degree temperature daytime uh in say early september but it could be 45 degrees that night mm. uh, so that just that that one single factor alone is a phenomenally good stressor uh, for the cannabis in terms of cannabinoid and, and terpene production. 
Um, yeah. 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 No, that's not, I mean, it sounds doesn't, like a, doesn't sound fun. It, it doesn't sound fun. I mean, it's, it's definitely fun for the plants. It sounds like, um, oh, but, man, it's, 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 it's great. You know, you out on the farm, uh, in a 95 degree day, you're, you're welcoming that cool nighttime evening time for sure. So I'm, I'm checking out the flower. You want to, you want to check out the, this is uh and thank th thanks for sending this over by the way um sure full-time tony's a big fan of the uh the smokable hemp flower big fan and this looks really nice it smells great right it, it looks i mean if you would have gave this to me i would have been like oh yeah that's, that's weed right would have, have never known this is hemp flower because usually you know when you see hemp Excellent. flower when you see hemp flower it doesn't look good like you know it's usually pretty braille really dry the structure of the bud is not very good this it usually smells like shit um maybe it smells like hay right hay or honestly dude there's a lot of hemp that i smell that smell like shit. and then when you smoke it it's it's terrible right but this looks mm. like i want to put this in a joint like right now and smoke it Ooh, that does smell good what, what, yes I, I love the the earthy tones here let's talk about the strain here so this is a, a field trip that is the strain is yeah that, yeah so t talk let's talk about the origin of the field strip uh, strain and why you guys chose to to grow grow it yeah, so uh, I developed Field Trip um, along with, with three other uh, cultivars, which collectively we call the Educated Series. Um, it's a little play on words. Uh, the stud in that uh, lineup comes from, from Abacus. Um, we did a massive, massive pheno hunt on, on a line of Abacus seeds. And uh, this one stud in particular, man, he, he stood out and so... I'm like, well, I, know, I can count on Abacus to, to bring it. Um, so we crossed that Abacus with several females that we had already been working with. And out of that, we came up with Short Bus, AP Bus, uh, Magic Bus, and Field Trip. So what you got in your hands there is Field Trip. Nice, nice. I always love the, the origin stories. Um, Tony, Tony looks like he's going to just eat, eat, the, eat, eat the... I like I your mean, packaging too. It's really cool. What's like the symbol behind like what's going on with your packaging? You know, I, I basically wanted something that, that spoke to those of us who really kind of come from the cannabis uh, culture and in a way that didn't just scream hemp. Like, you know, nobody smokes hemp because they want it to be that dry, crusty, you know, other kind of characteristics that you you were just naming off. Like if you're going to bother smoking hemp, you want it to be fire. Um, so I think that the, that the product inside that package you know, speaks on its own, but that package, that label, that aesthetic needs to, needs to really kind of say the same thing. So I was looking to communicate that. Yeah, no, it definitely does. I, I would have completely thought this would, would have been like a THC jar that you would buy at a dispensary. Um, if JC would have shown it to me, not knowing that it was, from a hemp farm, man. I mean, it looks really good, dude. Yeah. Congratulations. Where do you, where, I mean, um, where do you like, how does this work? Like, are you growing this indoors or is this all outdoor? How do you get it to look so good? Yeah, man. Well, I, I think, you know, good plant care practice is a big part of it. Your, your particular environment's a big part of it. It's, it's a collection of, of conditions as well. Um, but I, I think ultimately we, we curate and, and really kind of produce good flour because my roots are deep, deep in, in cannabis. You know, I've been breeding and cultivating for damn near 30 years in, in a really kind of quiet way. 
Um, you know, there was a few opportunities that got missed in terms of getting into the medical uh, field with, with cannabis. I did some consulting projects here and there, but otherwise my professional career, uh, you know, kept me afloat financially and my passion for cannabis kept me super busy in the background. Mm-hmm. So uh, bringing all of that, uh, you know, bringing that forth and, and putting it into uh, hemp farming seemed to just be really kind of intuitive, I think, to me. Nice. So, um, so do you still plan on, on taking, uh, this to the THC side of things? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, so New Mexico just passed, um, adult use rec, um, and we're moving forward aggressively in that direction. So, and and so what does that look like in New Mexico? So how is it, is how hard was it to get a license? Um, can you still get a license? Is it, is it a limited license situation? Can you just kind of talk about the landscape of, of what it's like sure. in New Mexico right now? Well, uh, to preface, we sure like beat around the bush for a long time. This, this should have been done 10 years ago, but uh, here we are today. And, and I guess the takeaway from that is in a lot of ways, they looked at other states that, that you know, took those steps first. And they modeled their program in, in some ways after that, but they did some other things that are a little bit different. Um, right now, I don't know that we have a clearly defined limit on licenses. Now, that might sound super attractive, right? But uh, I'll remind people that New Mexico population-wise is a really, really, really small state. We barely have 2 million people, and they are spread out across a really big state. So. Um, the idea of oversaturation is very real. Uh, we just don't have the population to support a huge amount of licenses. But I, I think that those that really can bring it, uh, both in terms of producing an adequate amount and, and quality, that's going to be huge. Um, you know, they'll do fine. And there's going to be a lot of licenses that get into the game and then they just, I think, ultimately fall away. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that's yeah. just uh, that's going to happen everywhere. Um, so, so you can still get a license in, in New Mexico. Is that right? You could. Yeah. You could. Well, wow. do you know how much those costs? Yeah. So <clears throat> that's an interesting thing that they did, too. You want you want to talk about social kind of equity. Um, yeah. You know, they nailed it. They, they really okay. because New Mexico also, besides a, a low population, is we're we're a pretty poor state in terms of, say, medium income. Mm-hmm. So license fees are really low. Um, you could do a, what we have a, a micro business, uh, sort of model and that micro business model has about 200 plants, I think is the count uh, or the plant limit in that model, but somebody can get that license for, I think a thousand or 1500 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that doesn't allow them to necessarily have a dispensary. Uh, you know, if you want to sell your own product to the consumer directly, then you end up getting into a, a vertical license. Um, that's the direction that you know we're we're pushed in, and um, you know that that holds really great promise for for a company like ours. Um, you know, family hemp brands became family hemp brands because we weren't able to be growing cannabis legally, and so you know we're we're in, I think in, intentionally going to pivot, and we'll still produce hemp because we've. You know, we've earned a lot of customers who are really, really, you know, experiencing true benefits from our products. And we can't just leave them hanging. Um, sure. But we surely can't ignore where we come from. Of course. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great strategy, right? And I think a lot of people feel 
left out and stuff like that. And C- CBD is a great way to, uh, you know, get into to the industry and make a segue into, to, uh, you know, the THC part of it. And I think it's a great, um, you know, I would suggest people do that because you just learn so much about the medical part and uh, the, the medical benefits of, of CB- CBD, right? And I think that that makes more a good, real, well-rounded entrepreneur in, in the cannabis space, right? But so l- let's talk about some of the um, positive impacts that you guys are focused on um, since CBD and hemp is like medically focused, right? So, like, what, what, sure. what do you, what, what are you guys really trying to, um, who, who you guys focused on helping out there? You know, I, I couldn't put a limit or a, a, a real frame around that. I, we're looking to help those that need help. Uh, and, and that was partly why we developed kind of a, uh, I guess you'd say a collection of brands because, you know, one brand may speak to a different audience than the other brand. They could have the exact same product in that package. And, and ideally that's a high quality product, but I mean, we're all different, right? So we may gravitate to one brand versus another. So I developed brands that I felt would speak to sort of specific demographics and in hopes that, you know, they could resonate with what we uh, put out there in, in terms of our aesthetic. And then once they tried our product, it didn't really matter what our brand looked like. They were, they were buying the product at that point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether that's a, an athlete a yoga practitioner, a chiropractor, uh, you know, your grandma, my grandma, uh, and anybody and everybody in between. It's like, uh, you know, we all need a little bit of help where we can get it. And so if our products provide that mission accomplished. Nice. Nice. So you guys, um, launched in 2018. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. And well, so- launched from a piece of paper uh, yeah. literally in December of 2018. And, and so we went right into facility build out, farm development, product development. I mean, we went from scratch, let's you know, kind of talk zero about to it 120 for, miles an hour. Yeah. Let's talk about it for just a second, right? Let's say I'm watching the podcast and I want to be, you know, be a, a farmer in, in, in cannabis. Right. And so you literally, um, you know, you, you saw some of the roadblocks, right, with the THC at this time, and so you took some pivots and went to the uh, the, the hemp stuff, right? And so you got the LLC, and then like literally, do you like what, what steps did you take next? Yeah, um, so we got the LLC. We uh, we submitted for um, our hemp license. Um, there's multiple license types, so we really submitted application for. Uh, annual permit, which just is, as it sounds, um, that's our harvest uh, kind of license for our, our field grown and, and our uh, full-term grown crops. We also have a plant protection license, which uh, allows us to breed, uh, sell plants, sell seeds. And then we have a continuous license uh, because we maintain plants indoor and, and throughout the year. Nice. And, and then are you, so you guys are growing indoor and outdoor or just indoor? Yeah. Uh, so um, most of our flower products are actually greenhouse, um, or, you know, or covered or, or protected environments. Um, you know, it's just not really financially feasible, in my opinion, to grow hemp indoor where where the market price is now. Right. So say two or three years ago, or heck, actually, even last year, we were getting eight hundred dollars a pound, uh, believe it or not, for our hand trimmed flour. And a lot of people were astonished, but then when they would see the quality of our products, they're like, 
damn, okay, um, it, it adjusts your perspective pretty quick. Uh, today, our same flour, I think that we're probably on the wholesale level somewhere around $300 a pound. Uh, and we, we have to kind of fight hard to get that. So for those reasons, those numbers, they, don't just, they just don't support uh, indoor cultivation. Um, we do indoor cultivation and, and you know, we do flower plants for our breeding purposes for sure. Um, but in terms of the, the consumer products, those are, those are field grown and or um, uh, greenhouse. Nice. And then so, so what does like a wholesale kind of like operation look for, for a hemp brand like you guys? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a tricky landscape to navigate, right? Because it's, it's an industry that though we're maturing, we're still kind of in our infancy. If you really think about it, um, things are changing. You really, you know, are focused in one direction and before you know it, there's enough uh, reason to adjust your focus, if you will. So, um, you know, in terms of actually bringing a product into the wholesale market, um, for us, that, that really came from, from the beginning by design. We, we intentionally didn't want to have any CBD stores or anything like that. I, I really want to just create a, a really good product and stay in my lane in that direction. So, um, you know, partnering with retailers, of course, made sense, uh, you know, COVID made everybody's life a little bit more challenging, but from a sales perspective, that, that got pretty tricky for us. We had to get kind of creative. Um, so I, I suppose, like I said, it's a, it's a, it can be a challenging landscape. Uh, I think ultimately once you find your, your good customers and, you know, that's, there's a, there's a key word there, a good customer, like, how do you really know that they're good when they come back, when they, when they do what they say they're going to do and they act professional, um, you know, a, a birthing industry will birth a whole lot of uh, good players and not so good players. So that's actually one of the inherited challenges. And in all of this is just finding really good uh, channels for your product. Man, sounds like a lot of work being a, a hemp farmer. It is a ton. I mean, right. And, and, and just a crazy business, right? It's like, you know, we talk about it all the time. You, you got to love it to be here. Right. And, and, and even totally. if you love it, being here still kind of sucks sometimes, right? <laughs> so let's talk about, you know, where does your passion come from and, and, and why do you love this industry so much to, to do what you're doing right now? Oh man, that's a, that's a super badass question. Thanks for asking it, JC. So my passion is, is truly with the plant. Um, you know, I, I fell in love with this plant at a really young age, uh, literally was, was growing my first plants at 16 years old. So it's, it's a long history for me. Um, you know, I think what really drives me is besides actually working with the plant, developing new varieties, um, is, is the outcome, you know, like when, when something that you create or, or help sort of steward and foster forward, when that brings pleasure or wellness or enjoyment or, or somehow and better empowers somebody else's experience, damn, like. You couldn't really ask for more in terms of what's my sense of purpose. Um, so that drives me every single day. Uh, you know, being a hemp farmer, as we were just saying, is it hard? Oh my God, it, it, it gets harder every day, I swear to God. But even on the hardest days, um, there is just something so amazing about it. You're out in the natural world, you're surrounded by those elements. Uh, you know, I, I could be doing architectural work or something, right? And, uh, 
making a, a fine living doing that, but be miserable on the inside. So if I can make a decent living, improve other people's kind of quality of life, just even a tiny little bit and, and do it all through cannabis, I'm winning. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, I, I love that. And th th thank you for sharing that. It's, it's a trip because like Tony and I, we, we, talk to people all over the country uh, through this podcast and business meetings. And we, we get to see all types in this industry. Right. And I, I heard, um, somebody say one time, I forget who said it. I wish I could give them credit right now, but they're, they're saying like, you know, there's a silent war going on in our cannabis retail stores, you know, um, you know, educate yourself before you buy the products that you buy. Right. Because the products that you buy might be um, you know, go into the, you know, not the type of people that you want to go to, because in this industry, there, there's really two types of people. There's people like yourself that have a, a passion for, for this plant and, and love it so much. And then there's another group of people that are just trying to, you know, extract, you know, the cash out of it and take advantage of it. Um, and, and it's, and it creates really this kind of silent battle, you know what I mean? And, um, it, totally. it, 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 it's really cool to, to be able to talk to you and, and your passion comes through. I mean, like it, it just, you can tell in the packaging and the way that the flower smells and all that. So I, I want to congratulate you on that. Um, and I, and I, I hope that you can continue on, on that path. Let's talk about, um, uh, where, you know, where, where is family reserve headed, right? Like where, where are you guys going to be five years from now? Yeah. So family reserve is actually just one of the brands, uh, under the company, uh, family hemp brands is the name of our, of the parent company that I started. Um, and so family reserve is basically our, our raw product, our flour, our pre-rolls, uh, we do some rosins and, and a couple of other uh, consumable, f uh, form factors. So, uh, that's, that's what you're looking at there. Uh, Phyto Pro Select is, is another brand and, and Honey Bee Select is, is also a brand of ours. Um, so where are we at in five years? You know, I'm in Santa Fe, but I'm not a clairvoyant. I couldn't tell you, you know, I, I think as a business owner, we want to be able to say with some degree of precision where we're going to be, what exactly that pathway looks like. You know, I'm just not that naive. Uh, I'm definitely an optimist, but I think the reality is this landscape is fluid. And, and if you think you know exactly where you're going, you're probably fooling yourself. So mm -hmm. I, I remain nimble. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I remember that uh, just like farming, you might have to improvise. Um, <clears throat> with adult use recreational cannabis coming on board for New Mexico, you know, you think about this, I'm glad to hear your approval of our hemp products, but that's hemp. Um, and at the end of the day, if, if we're able to produce a hemp product like that at the scale that we do, imagine what we're going to do with type one cannabis. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I, I think if I could really predict a direction, um, we're going to keep with the brands that we've established, we're going to keep uh, those people in a state of wellness that we are helping today. But we're also going to help a lot of other uh, people, you know, certainly here in New Mexico to start with, uh, with, with our cannabis, um, you know, our, our THC dominant cannabis for sure. That's a great answer. 
That's phenomenal. A, there's some real value points in there, yeah. right? I mean, you know, we, we talk about being fluid all the time too, and we like to have a plan, a target, and and you know, I don't think I sure. ever hit hit my targets, do I, Tony? And, and I think it, it's almost a joke now. Tony just teases me because I miss <laughs> I miss every fucking launch day and everything. It's, you know. <laughs> it's just like sometimes I'm not even like realistic. It's like the issue. I'm like, all right, all right. Like yeah. I I I appreciate the eagerness, but like you know, give yeah. give yourself a week or two. But, you know, and yeah. but at the same time, I do stay nimble right because i i'm not naive yeah. either and i understand that th things happen and and things like this but you know I, I i do you know and maybe to a fault right like try to will things into into happening right like i might you know force the bottle cap open and, and break the bottle on sometimes it happens yeah. you don't know everyone's perfect no when to say when yeah i gotta yeah. get we gotta get some new uh podcast headphones yeah we get we got it's, it's it's official we'll invest in some nice ones so once i go over the head we'll bring them in here with the mic yeah. and everything we'll yeah, my, my lady hooked me up with her beats she must really love me and oh, these nice. things are dope i gotta say wow nice that is nice that is nice well cool yeah. man listen I, I appreciate the the time did, did you have any other questions oh dude Tony? i was, I was um, pumped you know i i am um, I commend you, admire you for for your purpose driven, uh, you know, hemp business. I think I think you have a great future, and um, you know, I you know, I just I just want to support people like you, and I want our community to support people like you that really you know are one of the good guys, right? And, and do this out of passion and and, and purpose and and the intent to uh, keep, like oh, you man. said, keep yeah. your community in a state of wellness. Wow, what what, what a statement Absolutely. that was, man. So listen, uh, where, where can people find you? Plug yourself. Um, yeah, uh, so they could find the, the parent company, Family Hemp Brands, at www.familyhempbrands.com. Uh, they could find some of our individual brands, Phyto Pro Select CBD, also at www.com. Uh, and Family Reserve at familyreservehemp.com. Phenomenal. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Likewise, guys. Keep right. it up. Thanks. Thank you. Straight up, straight up hemp farmer on, on the show today. All right, just just putting in work out there in New Mexico. It's got to be hot out, out on on the farm. I bet. Well, um, I mean, he's in the high desert, bro. So it's probably it's probably hot during the day and super cold at night, which I think is what he was saying. Yeah, man. These this this jar is cool, man. It is dope. I mm -hmm. like those those colors. Yeah, you got the foil print on here and everything. Who, who did we have on the show last week? Do, do you remember? Oh, we had Tina. Yeah, we had yeah, Tina, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, know, Chamber of Cannabis. Ch like. Chamber of Cannabis. Today, today we're, we're talking to hemp farmers. You never know who's going to be on the show. Bro. That's true. Like, yeah, like every, we're, we're not just goofing around with, with influencers, right? We're getting like, you know, like some real people, some real people, man. With dude. real information, real knowledge, real experience. Like that was a real person in the cannabis industry who has a real company, right? It's like, I feel like sometimes so many people think that cannabis is like, this mirage right this idea no. of like this like perfect paradise and it's like completely not that at all yeah. uh, and like to get to this dope little jar with this cool label on it with amazing hemp flower in there takes a fuck ton of work so like this isn't just made overnight this takes you know takes years to get something as good as this and to build something like this so i think a lot of people forget that too when you walk into a dispensary um you buy something off the shelf you know that it's taken at least months to get that product onto that shelf yeah straight up you know and and the sign the silent war does wage on in yeah industry, i was trying to think you know? who said that because i remember someone saying that to us a part of me thinks that it was brandon but i feel like brandon maybe said that but in a different sense but someone said that to us directly 
Yeah. And I, I can't remember if it was on the podcast or if it was in person, but it was definitely here in Nevada because that's something that mm. someone in, the, in Oklahoma wouldn't say yet. Right. Because, you know, like the tourists go into Planet 13, right, by the, by the thousands, and, yeah. and that's an amazing thing, right? And I, but, you know... Um, that's gonna that's gonna fucking haunt me now. That's gonna honestly piss me off. You know, I it's like, who said that. Yeah. If hey, listen, if, if you, you said, said that, that <laughs> fucking let us know. <laughs> Shit, because it, it's important, right? You're like you know, know what you're buying, right? And it just goes back to like you know, generations of of Americans, right? Just like you know, accepting the food on the shelf and all this, and not really asking questions about you know where, where the, the sourcing comes from and all this stuff. Same thing with cannabis, right? And it's even easier to find some of these smaller, real kind of like family passionate people in cannabis and and you know so let's support those people because it's a tough business and at the end of the day it's still not even uh, federally illegal and and you know there it, it makes business even that much harder right so this, this let's support these these people that are focused on wellness right straight up what did he say what, what was his statement He's uh, focused on keeping his community in a state of wellness. Beautiful. Love that. Yeah. Is that his, yeah. is that his hash line? Yeah, you should make that. <laughs> fuck, fuck, dude. Scott, make it, make put it, make that the, the, put that on the website. Yeah, man. put that on the website, bro. Um, I, I think he needs a website too, by the way. I don't know if, if Scott made him the website, let, let us know if you need that website. Maybe we, we'll help you. Yeah. Make the I, dude, I want to make sure this gets out to everybody. I can't wait to try some of it. All right. What else is going on, bro? What's, what's today? Today's Thursday, the, the 6th, 17th. 16th, 17th? 16th or 17th. So not next week, but the week after next week, mm -hmm. we have our first Friday event? Yes, we right? do. Yeah, that is right. Is that 14 days from tomorrow? 14 days from tomorrow. Shit. I mean... Does that mean the Facebook event's going to be dropping tomorrow? It is, because oh, because you know what happened today? Like, all, all the performers uh, confirmed. Dope. Right? All the live artists, they're, they're, everything's confirmed, right? Dope. So, so we're rocking and rolling. We're rocking and rolling. This event's happening. It's happening. I mean, it's like, listen. What's going on? We don't pop up the same. We just don't. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, a little bit different. And, you know. <laughs> Not all pop-ups are the same. I should make a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> uh, it, you know, and honestly, like, it's been something that I've been focused on into my inception into this industry, True. right? The, the pop-ups, right? In, in Nevada, like how can they be more impactful, right? And that's the experience, what, what, the experience right? So come on, we're gonna have live glass blowers. We're gonna have three live artists. We're gonna have several live performers, live DJs, right? Um, several live uh, brands, let's see, Steezy, Panna, we're gonna be in the building. Um, I'm forgetting another one. I know but there's gonna be free tacos, free joints with per with purchase from the culture and cannabis team. It's, I mean, come on, this is not your average pop-up. It's money. It's super money. And if you came to the last one, you know how dope it was. So this one's going to be way sick. What time, what time is it? It's going to be from five to 8 PM. Five to eight o'clock. And, uh, and it's, it's literally downtown Las Vegas. You can walk to the actual first Friday event. It's, it's just come by, go to first Friday, come by, see us, spend 30 minutes with this. Get your free pre-roll. Get your free taco. Pick up some amazing products. And I think we're doing cheeseburgers, actually. Oh, cheeseburgers. Ooh, yes. We're doing cheeseburgers, and we're going to have some veggie burgers. Make sure to have some veggie burgers. So if you don't eat meat, no no problem. We got you covered. Um, but for my meat eaters, these, I mean, these hamburgers smack. They're just a traditional, you know, it was July, July 2nd. You know, it's almost full of July. Yes. We're, Amer we're in America, you know, yes. e eating, you know. Cheeseburgers. Eating cheeseburgers is pretty American, so that's yeah. what we're doing. I love it. I mean, tacos are pretty American too. I guess at this point. I mean, at this point, yeah. But um, they're still Jack in the Box has fucking tacos, you know. So 
pretty American. I mean, I'm just kidding. If, if they are, we stole them. We we, we, st- we I mean, <laughs> what, a good question is what did in America steal? That's a better question. Best things um, in the world. Definitely America. the tacos. Definitely America. Tacos. We stole America. We stole we stole the land that America's on. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, shit, dude. It's, it's Do we have anything else that's happening? I mean, the the hustlers getting oh. mixed. Um, it went, it went to it's supposed to went to testing yesterday, but it didn't. It's supposed to go to testing today. And just like our guest, man, it's like, you know, I'm the process. The process, right? Got to stay nimble. But it, it looks like they're going to get mixed and tested this week, if not this week, the next week. And if they do, and then if we do, we're gonna have big announcements. We're gonna, we're gonna let everybody know where exactly our retail partners are. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a party. It's gonna be great. We're gonna send out a bunch of influencers. We're gonna drop some incredible content, videos. It's like it's it's gonna be sick. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be dope. Anything else? That's gonna be it. Dope. Well, shit. That's the podcast. Um. Oh, last thing. Oh. So, I haven't talked to you about this, but this is something that I want to do. So, like the music on our podcast. I want to switch it up. I want to invite some of the artists that participate in our events, if they want to, to, to volunteer their music, or we can feature their music on the podcast and we can like spice up the music. Like at the beginning and then the end? Mm-hmm. So it's not the same intro? Yeah, and it could be our clips too. Oh, I think that'd be sick. So if you're an artist out there, send us, you know, hit us up. Like D Diamonds or yes. fucking Red come yeah. through and they yeah. drop a track real quick. I thought you were going to do like a live in-studio band, but I'm, I'm... I mean, we could work up to that. I mean, shit, we should try to work up into that. Where, is that even possible to do a live studio band? Live studio? Like Jimmy... Can't, oh, yeah. It's possible. Fuck, dude. We might be like the, the late night show of culture, you know, of cannabis. I mean, late know, night. Late night. I think it's time to, to turn it up a little bit. Turn up the notch. Turn, I mean, we, just got, we might have to get an extra camera in here. We can have a little. We have some space in here in the studio. Yeah, we can make it work. That got you pretty pretty lit. I mean, I like it when Tony says lit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get well, out of here. Shit. Well, thank you guys so much. In well, thank you, thank you guys so much for watching the Culture and Cannabis podcast. Uh, we'll see you guys next Thursday. Peace. Peace.